0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, welcome to Textroverts, the podcast exploring the how behind the who of people working in tech. My name is Martina Simon and I am your host. This podcast covers anything but the job. We introduce the guest, move on to the buzz wheel, a letter number randomizer that determines the questions I'll ask, and we close with sage advice about careers in the industry. Plug in. We're recording. Well, over to you. Hi, I'm Will. I
1: am the Franchise Development Manager at Getir. My role is responsible for finding and sourcing franchisees who match a certain criteria and skill set, who we then take through the franchise recruitment process and they launch one of our Getir franchise stores, which is where all the groceries and goods come from.
0: Amazing. I know Will, he's a brilliant guy. We've worked together in a previous job in a previous life. I could be wrong, Will, was it your first sales job? Adventure.
1: It wasn't my first. My first sales job was selling credit cards for twelve hours (laughs) a day on the streets.
0: People must have thought you were a scammer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was like a pyramid scheme, basically.
0: Um... (laughs) That's as much as work we want to talk about in this. You guys know the score. We have the Buzz Wheel of five hundred and twenty questions, where the letter determines the question format, and of course there are twenty six letters in the alphabet, so twenty six formats of question, and the topic is decided by the number picked by the guest. There are twenty numbers. Will. Over to you to give me the first letter and number combination, please. W2. The theme remains. People start with the letter their name begins with. I absolutely love it. Two is the topic of travel. And the question is, why do people stand up to retrieve their luggage as soon as the plane lands, even when they know there'll be a delay between landing and departing? Discuss. Are you one of those?
1: I'm pretty sure I'm not. I mean, I've only been away once since we could travel again. Because we've got a newborn, well, she's two now.
0: Congratulations, you've got a little bubba. Did you travel with the bubba or was this before her?
1: Yeah, this was with her. We were pregnant during COVID.
0: What was that like? Because COVID was quite scary anyway for everybody and you were new parents, you and your partner during that time and travelling. What made you want to jump on a plane?
1: We needed to get away. (laughs) We needed (laughs) needed a a holiday. Everyone (laughs) needed a holiday. (laughs) So I had a baby on my lap. So I couldn't really get up because I was a bit preoccupied. (laughs) (laughs)
0: There is a thing, isn't there, when everybody jumps up to try and get the luggage from the top of the thing and it pisses me off because I want my luggage, but I want to look like a reasonable member of society. What's your stance?
1: I don't really get it. You're going to be sitting there or standing mm. there for another 10 minutes, probably. And there's also a queue to get off. But I think it probably depends where you're sitting.
0: Yeah. Where do you sit? What's your preference?
1: I prefer to be on the on the aisle.
0: Do you not find that when they roll the thing with the snacks up and down the aisles, it hits you? Does it not bump into your arm?
1: It does, but it's preferable to the window seat. Because I've got quite broad shoulders, I just get mm. crushed.
0: We didn't even get into where you actually went for your holiday, your last holiday.
1: Viventura in the Canary Islands. It's warm all year round and it also doesn't mm. have a time difference to UK, mm-hmm. which is great if travelling with a baby because yeah. you don't want them to be jet lagged.
0: I mean, it's bad enough when we are jet lagged as a <laughs> Yeah.
1: Have
0: you got any other holidays planned at all on the agenda for 23
1: we would probably go to the Canary Islands if we were like, we went there last time. It's a good little place, isn't there. it? It's
0: easy to get to, warm, child friendly, I feel like. Yeah. And um, yeah, one thing I remembered when I went, I swear they drive at like 200 miles an hour.
1: We went quite a few years ago now to the Amalfi Coast in Italy. Mm-hmm. And we rented a car and you're driving around basically Central on cliffs. cliff edges. Oh my- they drive like <laughs> ticks. <laughs> <Where did laughs>
0: in you- Italy. Hang on, were you at the wheel? You were driving. Yeah, I was
1: driving. And I remember there was one point where there was a bus and they were like, you can fit through this space. And the <gasps> was beeping at me. And I had to reverse about half a mile backwards
0: while God. this bus is
1: like coming at me.
0: Usually I would laugh with you at that, but I'm just, I've got goosebumps <laughs> listening to you tell it. In Jamaica in 2019, it was a 2E setup and you know, you can oh. hire those little expeditions and on a coach, it was awful because you're not in control. I get the adrenaline rush, but I was so, I was shitting myself. I would yeah. never hire a car and put myself through it willingly. You're either an adrenaline junkie or just a really good driver. Which of those would you say it is, Will?
1: I just needed a car, to be honest,
0: <laughs> for the purpose of the holiday. Fair enough. Listen, I think we'll park that there because I'm getting scared about where this story goes. Will, give me another letter and a number combo, please. F4. 4 is the topic of drink. And the question is, Does any particular beverage remind you of the current season?
1: Red wine and Guinness in the winter.
0: Nice. I don't know if you've been to Ireland, but the Guinness is smoother out there.
1: I've not been, but I've played rugby and I have a rugby club.
0: You do look like a rugby lad now that you say it, but I don't know that that ever came up or I knew it. So you say you retired. Were you sort of semi-pro or playing in Leeds like properly?
1: I wasn't semi-pro. I played decent level, county rugby and stuff when I was younger, up to the age of like 21.
0: I was um, talking to a guy pretty recently who played semi-pro, actually, and um, he's got so many pins and bolts and Mm -hmm. old injuries and all of this. And every person that plays rugby I've ever spoken to who has injuries doesn't regret any of it. When I watch it, I feel like they're trying to take each other out.
1: Yeah, 100%. I've got (laughs) loads of injuries. Yeah, I've got loads of metal in my foot, bad knee, damaged discs in my neck, but wouldn't change it for the world. It's a controlled fight, basically. You know, if you get injured while you're playing, it's just part of the game. And most injuries, my neck, for example, it's like a, something that happened over like a long period of time. Yeah. When you play rugby, you're constantly carrying an injury or a knock or a niggle throughout the whole of the winter. Like you just limp around everywhere.
0: But Will's fine and he's great and I'm happy that he's on the podcast. <laughs> Will, could you give me another letter and a number, please? L8. Eight is the topic of education. The format is fond favourites. I put something in here that makes me think of something nice when I think of that topic. For education, my favourite memory is Bayside High, Saved by the Bell. I used to watch it religiously growing up as a kid. A lot of people who are millennials did as well. The question for you, Will, is what's your favourite memory when I say the word education?
1: I'm quite lucky that I've still got the same friendship group. We all sort of still live around the same area and stuff. So I guess it just makes me think of all of the people I met and how those relationships have helped shape me and how like we've all grown together for our careers and always support each other. So I guess it makes me think of like making friends, not so much about learning.
0: It's funny because. When education comes up, it goes one way or the other. On this podcast, it's people that talk really extensively about stuff they learned in school. Or it's like your point, what I took from it was my social circle or all of these things. People now in this day and age, especially with all the remote working, they don't really live in the same place they grew up. So to stay in constant contact is harder as an adult. And I don't know if you agree. Do you think you're friends with the same group because you kind of live in close proximity? Do you have to make an effort to make sure that those relationships are maintained?
1: With WhatsApp group chats nowadays, you don't need to like individually message 20 people and it makes it much easier to nurture that relationship in that sense. I mean, Mm. I guess because we were all still living close together, people went and did their separate things. Like we all went to different unis and stuff. And then it was just straight back into meeting up with mates. We're a really tight-knit group of friends and stuff, but also a bit of just coincidentally, we all still live around the same area.
0: Technology is making a lot of things like that easier, isn't it? If we couldn't even text, then it was, you had to like phone on a corded phone, everybody to invite them along to the pub, say. That would fail on so many levels. When I want to get the girls together, it's one message. Without technology, I don't know where we'd be.
1: People would be less flaky though. You've like mm. called someone up and you said, yeah, I'll meet you there then. Yeah. You can't cancel on them like 10 minutes before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's like an morning. amazing point. Although I'm low key, sometimes when a plan gets cancelled, I'm just like, oh, thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> This has been so much fun. If you could take us home with the final letter and number combination, please.
1: I, 10.
0: All right. 10 is the category of fashion. The question is, have you worn a hoodie to work this week?
1: I haven't. However, everyone
0: else does. That's interesting. What is the dress code where you work?
1: It's sort of whatever you want, really. Get it. provide employees with get it hoodies.
0: Why are you not championing the brand, Will? Are you too cool for school? What's going on? I just
1: just have a warm one this week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So you do wear a hoodie because I think you were quite smart dressed in venture where we used to work. You guys had to right? shirt and trousers. Yeah. For me, where I work now, super relaxed, like you can wear what you want. No one's judging, which I love, but I naturally default to smarter wear. Just because it always has been, right? Like most jobs before now were kind of, oh, you had to come in in your best. So yeah, are you comfortable wearing casual stuff to work? Would you prefer smart wear?
1: Like obviously if I'm meeting clients and stuff, then you dress smart. But otherwise it's like being able to wear jeans and t-shirt and a jumper. Great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, For remote working, and be honest here, did you keep up getting fully dressed when it was the pandemic?
1: Yeah, for the most part, I actually did.
0: Will's very measured, he doesn't get up when the plane lands to get his suitcase too early and he wears proper clothes on a Zoom call. Very respectable, I love that. Will, this has been great. I feel like I've gotten to know you a little bit more and we've reached the segment in the podcast where I hand the mic over solely to the guest to give us what I call sage advice that they feel has really helped them growing to be the person that they are today. So Will, over to you to feedback to someone listening who wants to do what you do.
1: Race your own race. Make sure you're keeping track of how you are onto your goals and not comparing them to other people's because people's scenarios whatever is going on is different and you don't know the details so just worry mm-hmm. about your own race and what you're trying to do and focus on that look back at what you've achieved get a sense of actually you know what i have achieved all of this and all mm-hmm. of that and also look outside of your professional career as well and say look i've achieved this outside of my professional career
0: absolutely and this is my mm-hmm. quality
1: of life mm-hmm. and at the end of the day it's your quality of life that's the most important thing right I'm a believer that you should find your superpower and focus on it. All right, you need to improve your weaker skills, but the skill you should focus on most of all at improving mm. is the thing you're naturally gifted at because that's the thing that's going to elevate you above the crowd, so
0: to speak. That's awesome advice. You're a very wise man, Will. I think that's the perfect way to end this. This has been a fantastic chat. Thank you again for joining me. We'll leave it there. Take care.
1: Thanks, Martina. Bye-bye.